Today we'll be talking about uh, Pacific programs. Joe is showing me what to use and how to be a hacker so I can learn how to stop hackers. That's right. So today we're actually, we mixed it up a little bit. We're at a new venue, right? We're actually at Larry's home in his lab. Anaheim Hills in the house. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so we got, uh, tell us a little bit about the lab setup. What do we have in front of us here? Uh, so yeah, we have uh, a Cisco router and we have a, a Mac, no, uh, uh, we have a regular uh, Microsoft computer and then we got a regular uh, desktop. Cool. So we got a couple of components here and then, um, so walk me through some of the stuff we did like, you know, when you first plug in your computer into a network and you want to sort of like discover what's out there, what's the, uh, what did we first kind of look at today? Uh, so what we, what Joe first showed me was once you get everything all hooked up and all that good stuff and to find out how many, what, who's all using your IP addresses. So, um, he showed me how to ping, which I didn't know what the word ping was or, or did. And probably a lot of people heard that before. So he explained to me what pinging was. And we found out uh, by pinging, we found out where, uh, what, what computer was doing what or what system was doing what on, the, um, on our internet network. Right. Network. So it's kind of like sonar, right? You put the ping out there, you find out what comes back. Okay, so... You know, we found out you had this other computer on your network, and then what did we do to kind of figure out uh, which operating system it was, and and why was that necessary to kind of know the operating system? So uh, what Joe showed me was how to go into the um, your command center, and you know you you go in there, you ping, and then um, uh, we ran a program called Innap. No, in map. Sorry, in <laughs> in in map, and through in map, it showed everything that was using uh, our the internet provider that we're using. Mm -hmm. So through that, we figured to through deductive reasoning, uh, it showed us what com what computer. Was, I mean, it just gave us so much information. So right. we just right, and that kind of tells us like. You know, is this a Mac? Is it a Windows machine? And that's helpful because the next stage of the attack, once we understand the OS, now we know, okay, I need to go find some vulnerabilities. And then, so what's that next program that we're <laughs> we're trying to do? And we want to probably tell the listeners maybe how difficult this was to get this next tool installed, right? On Windows. <laughs> so for the past, <laughs> so for, for the past thirty-five minutes, right. we've been trying to get. Metasploit. Uh, we've been trying to download it, which it should be completed here. It looks like in four hours, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think we think it'd be a little bit sooner. But yeah, so we're trying to get Metasploit. Is since we found out um, that it was a Windows system that um, that's on there, we're going to go to Metasploit, and hopefully it downloads. And then from there, we're going to you know hack from one system to the other, right? Yeah, so the you know the first time we tried to install Metasploit, um, you know the installation failed, and we had to Google the error code. It turned out there's a bug in the current release of Metasploit where it 
to solve the error, we have to run it as administrator, right? Right. So then we did that and we installed it in a different like custom directory and that didn't work. Uh, it no. turned out this current build of Metasploit, it needs to be installed in the default directory. So we ran that. That failed to load on Windows because of some other dependency on Ruby. So basically, we then turned to YouTube and found a guy saying, okay, to get this to, to run on Windows, um, you need to download the Community Edition. So then we went to download the Community Edition and we found out that that's been discontinued. So now we're actually trying to install the Pro Trial Edition and we're installing, we're trying to download that and the, the download directory, the, the website hosting that is uh, really, really slow. Like the actual download is completely sluggish. So we've just hit wall after wall after wall just to try to get this installed. But then we talked about Kali Linux, right? Yeah. So uh, probably important for our listeners to understand the the intention of today is to really try to build the attack computer because now that we've discovered on the network with, via ping and nmap what's out there to attack the next stage is to try to find the vulnerabilities that may exist on the system and using uh, like a tool like metasploit to actually attack it and to make a windows system an attack computer is not necessarily the easiest thing to do because most of the hacking tools are written for Linux. And so these people like Rapid7, they own Metasploit, they tried to kind of port Rapid7 to make it run well on Windows. And as we found out during the installation, is not going very well. Right? No, it's so, taking some time. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, it does sort of like, you know, make you realize that downloading something like Kali Linux where all these hacking tools are already installed um, is is definitely going to be um, kind of the way to go. The other interesting thing we were kind of looking at when we we're looking at the list of the Kali Linux tools, we we saw that they do have Nmap, they do have Metasploit installed, but then we saw they have literally probably I would say at least a hundred, if not two hundred, different kind of hacking tools that are kind of pre-installed. I mean, there's tools to hack wireless networks. Yeah. There's there's tacks just to gather information. So Nmap, you know, was gathering information. Um, there's uh, what else do we have in here? Exploitation tools. So an exploitation tool, uh, Metasploit is one of those tools where now that we know what we want to attack, these tools will actually try to do out there. So what we see here is we see Metasploit. Um, we see. What else do we have in here that's kind of interesting? Backdoor Factory. <laughs> we, have, oh, yeah. we have Crackle. Uh, we've got, um, what else do we have? Router Sploit, uh, SQL Map. We have all these tools in here. And each of these are pre-installed on Linux. So all the work that we did today, struggling to try to get Metasploit just installed on Windows, when you get Kali, all these things are actually installed, ready to go. So a lot easier to kind of go, but the challenge is you have to know Linux. Linux is is all command line. So similar to like what we did today where we were learning, uh, we learned a couple of commands in DOS. We learned CD to change directory, yeah. DIR directory commands. We learned to kind of navigate. Those are a couple of commands. Linux is almost purely all command line. Oh, wow. So imagine, I mean, in order to use most of these tools, most of these tools are purely driven based on commands. Like 
with no graphical, uh, some of them do have graphical interfaces, but most of them are kind of command line. So it's a pretty advanced thing to kind of start from not knowing any okay. commands to jump in at the deep end, and these are almost all command commands. tools, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, the basic command. So just to, you know, just jump in there and know all those other commands, I think that would be, uh, it's not that I can't do it, it's right. just something I think you got to always start from the, Right. The ground up. And what we are talking about last time is like all the fundamentals, the A+, plus, the Network+, plus, the Security+. Plus. Plus. As you kind of work through those, it's kind of neat for you to see what the end goal is. Like this is yeah. like the final stage, right? When, right. when, when you get through all the education, uh, you'll, you'll, if you choose uh, penetration testing as your career path, Kali Linux would be one of the types of tools you would likely use along with Metasploit and Nmap and these other tools. Those would kind of be the, the, the arsenal that you'd be using to do your job. If you get into forensics, you probably, you know, wouldn't necessarily use these tools. You'd, you'd be using other tools. Right. You know, um, so this is actually just one type of career in information security. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just looking at it. We're still in the process of... Um, just trying to download this. Trying thing. to download <laughs> Metasploit, and it is... It's taking its own sweet time. So, you know, we're just here now. We ran into a little snag. But, yeah, I mean, like some of the commands, uh, Joe was just telling me, like, the, the basic commands, like uh, directory and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I didn't have a clue. Yeah, you, I, you I never had to use any of I never had to use before, it. Right? Yeah. You know, so as a normal, you know, just a, really not a... a a computer guy mm-hmm. to to learn, you know, just the the small um, just commands is is I think it's just so awesome. Yeah. So one of the things I'm gonna do now, Larry, is um, since that da- that main download link for Metasploit this morning is just taking forever, um, we're gonna see if we can find what's called a mirror. So a mirror is an alternative download site where someone else is hosting a copy. So that since they're having problems today, um, you know we're we're gonna see if we can find someone else to download it from. Oh, wow. And um, you have to sometimes be a little careful with mirror sites because a mirror site is not maintained by the software manufacturer. It's, it could be anyone. It could be anyone that took a copy of it and they're like, "Hey, I have a copy. Get it from me." So you're, you you kind of have to wonder: Did they change or manipulate this when they hosted it? Because now they want you to install something that has their virus or program in it. And so the way that you can actually confirm whether or not it's safe or not mm-hmm. is by doing uh, what's called a like a CRC or an MD5 hash comparison. Oh, okay. So. A hash is basically like a one-way computation that verifies the integrity of the file that it has not changed. So when 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 the software publisher has a uh, their program on their website, they say this mathematical string can be used to verify that no one has manipulated or changed our software. So if you then download it from somewhere else, you can run a program. And, and you should get the exact same string back. And if they don't match, that means someone changed that program. Wow. And so that's what we'll do. We'll download it, and then we'll do a cryptographic hash comparison to verify that it's a safe program to download, that no one manipulated a copy of it. Oh, this is so cool. It's almost like your, your signature. That's right. 
that's what a hash is. It's a, it's a digital signature. It's a cryptographic signature, and um, it's like the DNA. The okay. DNA can't be altered or changed, yeah. and so that that gives us confidence that it's safe to install. install. Right. Oh, I got it. Oh, this is some very very exciting stuff. I mean, for me, for most of you uh, people out there, you guys are probably already working in. Um, cybersecurity field and stuff like that and you guys probably know about this but for me this is my first time ever hearing it, hearing about anything like this so I'm so, very excited you know it's interesting on Twitter this week there was someone um, he said he's um, uh, actually a couple of interesting Twitter stories one person said hey I'm a, I'm a middle-aged guy I just went through a career change in cybersecurity and uh, it went very well for him. He's very successful now. But he, he, he literally transitioned when he was 40 or 50 years old, not okay. knowing anything about this. So I invited him to be on the show. All right. And uh, so let me give a, a shout out to this person here. So the person we're talking to, he's actually got an interesting uh, Twitter handle. So I think he goes by Ray. Okay, Ray. So, at Ray Bango. So, at Ray Bango, basically, uh, we invited him on the show and said, hey, you know, come on the show, tell your story. So, he's going to check his schedule and then we'll do a Skype interview with him. Because I, I thought it'd be good not only for you to hear, but everyone to hear who's thinking about getting into career in cybersecurity, someone that successfully transitioned after having, you know, not known anything about it, you know, what what did he find was successful for him? What, what, uh, books did he read or did he do the you know the the certifications that you're looking at just to get his perspective on how he made transition right because when you go through a major career change it's helpful to know people that went through it you know at the same kind of area of life you know transition. right right and it gives you an ideal of of what it took for them to you know to change from that you know do that career change and how much time they put into you know, did, did they have to take their A plus or did they, like Joe was saying, yeah. did they have to, you know, take security network plus or security plus or what did they do? And for me, I think that that's, um, that's very, that's very, very interesting. Yep. Yep. So next time we'll actually uh, launch a couple of attacks with Metasploit and, uh, and we'll talk about that next time. So thank you everyone for listening in. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned.